0: Welcome to Practically Christian Podcast, the ministry of Sin Church. This is a podcast dedicated to taking all that information you got all up in your brain and giving you real, practical application. Hello and welcome to Practically Christian Podcast, and I'm so excited to have another guest speaker on. So, Mark, why don't you go ahead and you can say hi. And
1: Hey Josh, how's it going? It's good to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: No, it really is our pleasure. See, Mark is, like, this financial guru. Like, I would put him up there with, like, you have, like, Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey contacts Mark and asks him questions about the program. Like, Mark wrote half of this. And before I jump in, I I totally forgot, but hopefully you're still listening by now. Don't forget to rate us, like us, share us. Um, You know, we really just want to be able to get out to as many people as we can so we can really combat this problem of being practically Christian. Um, so your your support helps us, and without it, we can't keep going. For more information, just head to scent.church. It's really easy. You don't even have to put a .com because it's already there, like that .church thing. So, all right, so we're going to jump in, and and really, and I don't even know how it came up, but I was thinking about the American dream. And the American dream is this really simple idea, like, and it's easy to, to obtain. All it is, is I want to make enough money so I can have a big house, an expensive car, a family, and never have to actually budget. Like, that's the American dream in a nutshell. And this is what we're raised to believe. Whether you realize it or not, your entire life, this is what you're raised to believe. Mm -hmm. Maybe not about, like, you have to have this house or this car or anything like that, but you're raised to believe that if I work hard, I can get whatever I want, mm-hmm. and our economy is, is is based on this, but what we fail to understand, and, and there's a really cool website, and I'm going to throw it out. It's called globalrichlist.com, and if you go to this website, you can actually put in, and they're not a sponsor, so this is a... A free plug for them. But if someone from there is listening and you want to sponsor, just you know, email me and I would be more than happy to tell you how to get on with this. But if you go there, you can put in your income and it's really, it's a cool tool because like, it'll show you that if you made $30,000 a year, you live in America, you make $30,000 a year, you are in the top 1.5% of the richest people in the world. And we sit here and go, like, you know, I'm a teacher. I don't make a lot of money. And we sit here and go, I'm broke. Mm. But, like, when you really start looking out and you really start seeing that compared to the rest of the world, like, I'm a millionaire. Like, there was one thing on there. It was, like, um, I would, with just my annual salary, like, mine and Debbie's salary, we would be able to pay every month for 235 doctors in Uganda. Like, we'd be able to pay for 235 doctors to go down there and practice medicine in what we make in a month. Wow. And I was blown away at that. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, but our economy is based around that idea of the harder you work, the more you will have. So the more hours I put in, the more money I'm going to make, the better my life's going to be. You know, you think about school. The harder you work, the better the grade you're gonna get. The better grade you're gonna get, the better college you can get into. The better Mm -hmm. college you get into, Mm -hmm. the more money you make. The better your life will be. Mm -hmm. You know, I grew up playing sports, and it's the same thing. It's the harder I work, the better team I'll get picked to be on. Mm -hmm. The better team I'll get to be picked on, not to be picked on. That sounded like I got picked on, which I did. (laughs) I went through bullying, and you know that's kind of like a separate podcast. But but the more the the harder I work, the better team I'll get picked to be on. The more people will watch me play. The more private schools I have a chance to be recruited to go play at, where I'm going to be the standout. Because instead of seventy guys on the football team, you know we're only going to have eleven. Right. Um, the better college I'll be able to get to, the better chance I have of getting drafted. The more money I make, the better my life will be. So this paradigm that we've been grafted into our entire lives. You know, even if you think like employee performance reviews. Mm-hmm. The better you score, the more money you make. The more money you make equals the better life you have. Everything ties down to that more equals better concept. And so then steps this this Jesus guy into reality. And he's like, no, 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 you guys don't know what you're talking about. You know, so for all this time, you know, we've been going on and on and on about the more we make, the better you're going to be, more equals better. And then Jesus goes, if you want to be first, you must be last. Even the Son of Man, even Jesus, he's saying even himself, I didn't come to be served, I came to serve. So, I mean, what is this?
1: You're asking
0: why Jesus said he came to serve? Yeah, like I'm sitting here going, is Jesus like telling us that what we do, because like I'm thinking, I'm practically Christian here. I'm thinking, okay, I believe in this Jesus guy. I go to church every once in a while. I, you know, I might help out, I might not, you know, but I, I said the prayer, so I'm practically a Christian, but I spend my life chasing after money. You know, when Jesus says, you know, you cannot have two masters, right. you can't serve both God and right. money. Right. And so, how does that fit into my life?
1: I think, uh, From what I believe, how I think Jesus was wanting us to um, love and, and adore Him out of our faith in Him, mm-hmm. to to want to give to others, to want to serve others, and so uh, you know if he when he's saying uh, the the first shall be last and the last shall be first and and he's here to serve and i think he's setting the bar he's setting the example for for uh, how how we should be living our lives and uh you know i think he was making some corrections probably you know especially oh, for, yeah. the, for the Pharisees yeah. and and um you know there are some lessons for them to learn there that it's it's not about um being the best and showing off and uh, you know the things that the Pharisees did, I think that we need to follow in in that example. um why did he do it because he was the Son of man. I think that's that's, Cause he's that's god. Yeah, no, not, because he's he's so. a god and, and and his ways are not our ways, and man's ways are uh selfish and full of sin and and um you know since adam and eve they they set the tone um and and when Christ came he set he came to set uh a new tone for us to follow, um, you know, by his, by his righteousness, uh,
0: that we have in him. Absolutely. And, and in fact, like Jesus speaks all the time, how hard it is for a rich person to enter heaven. I mean, think Matthew nineteen twenty four. you know, it's easier for a camel and, yeah. you know, he tells the rich man to give everything he owns away in Mark 10 and, Jesus himself, mind you, doesn't even have a home and like we see in Luke 9 and Jesus tells us to treat others the way we want to be treated, that golden rule, rule in Matthew 22 and and to love others as we love ourselves, you know, <clears throat> which is the greatest commandment and that they will know we are his disciples by the way we love each other in John 13 and Pure religion. I mean, going to James 1 is is caring for the widows and orphans. Mm-hmm. And I think if we look at all that through this lens, and this might be very unpopular, especially with, like, reformed theologians like myself, mm-hmm. you know, that Jesus would vote for the Communist Party. You know, maybe they had something there.
1: I, I think, and I think you said Martin 10 about the, the rich man giving up his wealth. Yes. Okay, so I think... Just to, to speak to that example real quick, I think that Jesus knew that that man was wealthy, of course, and that, that that meant the most to him and that he probably couldn't give that up knowing that he was wealthy. And for him, that would be the hardest thing. But I think also, you know, the one thing I wanted to address on that point was that the wealthy are able to give more. and And so I, I don't think he was saying... I think for that particular individual, he was saying, "Give up everything you have and and, and follow me." I I don't think that should be. Um, I, I hear some people. I'm not saying you, but I hear some people use it as "see, see." That's that's the right. example. And and I think I think Christ knew that 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 gentleman had a, a issue with wealth, and that that was the only way he was going to be able to follow Christ. But
0: do you think it would be safe to say that following in God's kingdom is in stark contrast to the American dream?
1: Uh, no, because I think communism and socialism are, they're, they can be looked at and, and are either a form of government or, or a form of thinking for people and how they want to live their lives. And I think Christ wanted us to not have an outside force other than our faith in him to want to help others i don't think it should have to come from something outside of christ i.e a a belief in communism a belief in socialism but a belief in him and the example that he was setting to serve and to be last and to be um humble and oh no i would agree 100 percent. so that's
0: that's <clears throat> That's what Paul is saying yeah. in second thessalonians three you know if, if a man is not willing to work, let him not eat like yeah, that is the whole mindset and and I only bring all this up because just for anyone listening i don 't think that Jesus was sure. a communist, no um <laughs> nor do I think he would support any kind of political party, yeah, um but the idea and the concepts like i think if we if yeah. we look at capitalism, for instance, yes. yeah, you know. Capitalism is a good thing, you know. The yes. harder you work, you should be rewarded for for how hard you work. Yeah, you know, Jesus tells yeah. us in Luke, you know, he who is faithful over a little will be given a lot. Yes. And in communism, it's that whole and and kind of with socialism, it's that mm-hmm. whole idea that if we all pitch in, then we can do more with what we share. Yes. Than any one of us could do by ourselves. Unless you're like, you know, whoever... I forget the guy's name that owns Amazon. You know, I'm a terrible millennial. Uh, uh, but unless you're him yeah. or Elon Musk, who apparently is just like yeah. making colonies out in space now, um, <laughs> which is awesome. But unless you're one of these people, then then really my little annual salary, like, yeah, I could you know, pay for these $235 doctors in Africa, but they ain't going to pay for one doctor here in America. Like, I have a hard enough time with insurance paying to go to the doctor. Right. You know, and I don't, I I agree with what you're saying. And and to the practically Christian, the answer is no. Right, right. Of course. Because they believe that it's God's desire for them to be happy. Like, that's what God, God just wants to bless you. yes. And I have such a hard time with that because I sit here and go, we're talking about the same God who allowed his son to be tortured and killed. Mm-hmm. But no, he really, like, he's looking down at you going, I don't want you to have to go to work. Like, I don't want you to have to do stuff that you don't want to do. You know, I just want everything in life to go easy for you. You know, and I and I don't think we find anywhere in scripture where Jesus is not implying to be a good steward of right. what we have, I mean work was given to Adam right before the the fall
1: right i th- I think you know work being given to Adam at the fall um that's that's always going to be a part of our lives, and I think you know God, of course knew that and and I think what you're saying as far as God wants to bless us and for us to be happy, I think we should be able to be happy at our job. And I think we should be able to be blessed at our job. And if you're not happy and you're not being blessed at your job, uh, then, you know, maybe God's speaking to you that it's time for a a new season in your life to, to move on. And that's God saying, I have something better for you, Mm -hmm. or I have something uh, that I need you to do for me. uh, And I need you somewhere else. You know, maybe that, that could be happening.
0: And, and I think, like, you hit the nail on the head about, you know, when we have faith and mm-hmm. we really trust and, and Jesus really saved us, mm-hmm. you know, we, we get to see the upside down kingdom. We get mm-hmm. to see where, like, what Jesus is talking about in the Sermon on the Mount, you know, Matthew 5 through 7. Like, when I really love others, and mm-hmm. I really do, like, I'm not just saying mm-hmm. I love others, mm-hmm. I want to make their lives better. Yes. You know, if I want to treat them like I would treat my own family. Correct. You know, and, and I think that's Jesus's whole mindset is, you know, because Jesus talks about, you know, coming in and like a sword and dividing father against son and mother versus daughter. And, and we don't have really time to get all into and unpack all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely not talking about splitting up family. So right. for those of you listening, that's, <laughs> that's not at all Jesus saying. Um, but if I were to see someone who is hungry, like, a you know, and I've had this conversation right. with a lot of people. You see someone on the side of the road, they're holding up that little sign, and they go, Hungry, you know, God bless, anything helps. Right. And, like, everybody I talk to, their first thing is, well, have you ever seen him go get in the, in the, the truck when they get done, or have you seen yeah, him, like, yeah. tag out? his handler, yeah. I don't have to verify you're homeless <laughs> right, right. to go, hey, here's two bucks. Right, like, right. You know, I can go, you know what, I'm going to give you $2 because I know it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um. And if you aren't homeless, that's on you. Like, right. okay, you took $2 from me. Right. You know, chances are I've lost more than that, mm-hmm. you know, just forgetting where I put my wallet or wasted it, mm-hmm. you know, on something stupid that I I was going to use all the time, but I really right. have yet to use. Right. Um, And and I think you're right. I think, like, that's where Jesus was going. The message Jesus does throughout his entire earthly ministry is that it's, you know, first you fill that real need. hmm And then you can come in and tell someone about Jesus. Right. Like, if you're hungry, and, like, you're really hungry, not like, oh, I haven't ate since breakfast, and, you know, it's 10. You know, I haven't ate in a couple of days, and I sit down and go, hey, can I tell you about Jesus? You're you're sitting here going, can you buy me, like, a sausage McMuffin, or, (laughs) like, whatever the case may be. You know, think about the woman at the well. Mm -hmm. You know, she comes up, and... Jesus starts this conversation about water, mm-hmm. like, and, and he's talking about real water that's in the well. The living,
1: oh, his, yeah, the well You know, water. that's how yeah.
0: this whole thing starts, and then it after that, that the need's been one, right. met, then that's when Jesus is like, oh, let me tell you about this, this other water I got, Yeah, you know, and it's not vitamin water, right? like, you know, this <laughs> is that water you drink and you're never going to thirst again, right? And, and I think, you know, it, like you said, that, I, that's what Jesus had in mind, Yes. You know, should I give away everything I own? If I feel compelled to, right. I mean, and Ananias and Sapphira, they they wanted to try to keep some stuff, and the Holy Spirit killed them. So yeah, yeah, I'm not saying it's impossible, but right. you know, if the Spirit's calling you, hey, you need to give some stuff away. Yeah, yeah, you need to give some stuff away.
1: Uh, yeah, and I and I think, and when the rest of your question previously, when you were asking, you know sharing uh with others in the church and and taking care of the widows uh those those things will come naturally uh you know if someone doesn't like the idea of communism or socialism like me i I don't like those things i but i'm not going to view me helping someone else as communism or looking at my belongings as belonging to someone else if they're in need i think um you know, your mind is renewed and then your heart is changed when you become a, a Christian. And I think that you have to continually uh, feed your mind so that your heart will will grow and, and that you'll know, you know, you'll know how to approach these things. Is Jesus a communist? Is he a socialist? Well, no, but you can explain that your faith in him, some of those natural things that come from that faith are going to be, yeah, I do want to share my right. things with people. I do want to give uh, a desk away or a piece of furniture away to help someone that that's in need, that's in your church, um, or have them over for dinner because, you know, they have a long drive home from from work or whatever. And so you those things are natural. You want to share your food. You you want to share everything you have, right? Um, because going back to like you said, that's the example that Christ was setting, absolutely. In the whole um,
0: and I mean, theme and we, and of, we can even serving others. We can even track that all the way back to Deuteronomy six and the Shema. You know, the mm-hmm. love, hero Israel, love your God as one. Love, mm-hmm. love God with all your heart, mind, mm-hmm. body, and soul, mm-hmm. and love others as yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's what we've been called to do. Yeah. We've been called to love. Mm-hmm. And that may be giving something away. That may be, you know, a bigger donation. Mm-hmm. That may be, hey, I want to fund a church plant. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening, I, I really <laughs> would love to talk to you about that one. Um but we're called to love. And mm-hmm. so as mm-hmm. we wrap up, this week, that's what I want to leave you with. That's what I want to challenge you to. Find one person, just one person that you can really love, that you can give without expecting anything back. And please don't cop out and go, oh, I'm going to give my wife a back rub. Like, actually make it someone that that, that really needs it. And, yeah. Yeah. and see how your heart feels after that. Yeah. And I'm not telling you to chase that feeling. I'm telling you that is what Jesus is calling us to do. So, until next week. Keep running the race you've set before you. As always, thank you so much for your support. And for more information, check out Scent.Church. Please rate, like, leave a comment, whatever it is you have to do. We love you guys. Thank you for listening to Practically Christian Podcast. Please rate, comment, and share because we cannot do this without all of your love and support. For more information, go to Scent.Church. Until next week, keep running the race set before you, and we love you.